From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, everybody, welcome to Stay Paid. We have a packed studio today. We have a return guest that we're going to introduce yes. in a little bit. But we got something amazing for you today. Got something amazing to share with everybody. We have been reading listener reviews on the podcast lately. And um, I got a notification in my email that we've also been asking for more reviews. So thank you very much. I got a notification in my email that we had a new review. And I forwarded to the team. And I was was excited because I saw that it, it started off, it will positively change your life and business if you take action. And I just saw the first couple of lines, five stars. And I thought, man, that's a very nice review. And then I clicked on it. And this thing would is, not fit on Twitter. <laughs> it's like a freaking <laughs> post, man. Yeah. This I don't know who Pete eight two eight three is. But whoever you are, please you're let us know who you now. are. Because this was an amazing review. It starts off, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because I, I couldn't get to all of it, but go head on over to iTunes, check out the latest reviews on there. You'll find it there. While you're there, you might as well click that fifth star. Yes. And leave your own review. Yes. And get it read here right on the podcast. But we will take any review. We'll take anything. (laughs) Both negative and positive. (laughs) We want feedback. We want positive, but yes, we appreciate feedback. Feedback is helpful. The Stay Paid podcast must be the best podcast of its kind. It is my belief that we must strive to grow and become better in our field day in and day out, no matter how much we believe we know or experience we have. We, wait a minute. You can Wait a minute, Pete. We have, we never know or have enough. All right, so we, no matter how much we believe or experience, we may never have enough. I spent a major part of my career as a financial advisor and now a real estate advisor. The Stay Paid podcast combines the best and most talented minds in both fields. It could build a successful career simply by taking action on the wealth of information the guests, like we have today, mm-hmm. and hosts of the podcast provide. Seriously, listen to this podcast with pen and paper in hand. Every episode will provide you, at a minimum, one idea that you can immediately implement and see results. I sure have. He even... Postscripts this thing saying, I promise I am not being paid for these remarks. <laughs> I am just very grateful to have found Reminder Media and the State Paid Podcast. Thank but you, you know why he's probably saying that? It's because we did say the 100th five star review will we'll give 100, 100 bucks to <laughs> That's probably against marketing compliance. Uh, we still haven't figured you can't out how pay we're for going reviews. to actually figure that yeah, out. You're going to have to send us a screenshot or a recording of you being the 100th person. Yeah, you being the, the 100th person. We're going to be able to find that out. $100 Visa card coming your way. Well, our guest today is a return guest to Stay Paid. His name is David DeSell. Last time he was over uh, over Skype or Blue Jeans yes. or whatever you use. Today he's actually in the podcast. He flew down to see us from Boston just for this podcast. 26-hour trip. That's it. Just in and out. <laughs> he's been up since 2 a.m. It is currently 4.30 p.m. So we, we said this this podcast is going to get hype. We're going to get a little yes. crazy. We're it's a little sleep deprived. Luke's been drinking all day. Anyway, the last time... <laughs> But David was here, was episode 41, where we learned about his journey and how he founded the Financial Advisors Alliance, a coaching and branding firm for advisors by, by advisors. So we're not all excited to have David here to catch up to find out what he's been up to in the last year, but also we're going to go a little bit deeper into the strategies and tactics of how to build relationships with people in your network. David, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Nice David. to meet you in person. Yes, nice both great. of you. I was telling David before the podcast, guys, that... The power of so- this is the power of social media. 
David and I have never met in person. I don't remember how we Ever. initially met, by the way. I think Andrew Sachs. It was I LinkedIn. Think he, Andrew, yeah, yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so Andrew Sachs is our... This guy is like one of the greatest networkers I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Everywhere I travel, he knows somebody. He has a childhood Part-time photographer. Yes, part-time photographer. <laughs> he can. He takes a blurry photo <laughs> on his Instagram. you got to follow this guy. It's like... I've, I, I, I don't know how he take, takes them so blurry. I don't know how you take pictures so bad. Yeah, it's just amazing <laughs> that he's able to do this. But anyways, um, never met in person. But literally, you show up here, and I feel like... We have known each other forever and have met and hung out. And the reason why is because David and I see each other all the time on social media. I'm following his stuff. He's following mine. We comment to each other. We DM, all that good stuff. We've obviously done the podcast before. And it just shows you the power of social media and how it can be effective in helping you build relationships. Because even in our own lives, here you are flying down. We're going to grab dinner tonight and all that good stuff. And it all started from LinkedIn has transitioned now to where you're actually at our office. You're seeing what we have here. So it's just amazing. I just want to point that out to the audience. So let's talk about kind of where your journey is now. So people, we have a lot of new listeners. So mm-hmm. give people a little bit of, you know, how you got into coaching, where you came from, and then take us up to where you're at today, what's really changed with you. And then let's dive right into relationships because I want to talk about it because I know you've had a ton of success over the past couple of years with really focusing on relationships. And so I want to pick your brain about the details that maybe some of the financial advisors listening to us or real estate agents can take away from it. But give us kind of your 30,000 foot lead up to how you got Backstory. Here. Yeah. So to be real quick about it, um, <clears throat> started as a financial advisor back in 2011. Um, I was with my firm for seven years. The firm was? Northwestern, Northwestern Mutual. Okay. Um, so very much uh, financial planning focus, which was insurance focused the first handful of years yep. and transitioned over to more of a financial planning focus uh, beyond that. Mm-hmm. Five of those years, I ran our new advisor development program, which was basically our internship. And then anyone who converted full time was on, on the team as well. Okay. And Northwestern has about 350 offices. Um, I took the program over. If you're, you know, you're watching this on YouTube, I was got finger quotes up. I was a 22-year-old leader, which basically means I didn't know what I was doing at all. Was like thrown into the mix and was like, hey, figure it out. Isn't that amazing about leadership? (laughs) Not to get you up, but the more I go on this journey, oh man, it is so embarrassing to look back and go, but it's also... (laughs) You like see some of the photos, you see some of the videos, you go, oh gosh. I'm glad I was confident enough to not know I was terrible. I think that about music too. It's like, I'm glad I was confident to not know I was terrible because it allowed you to keep going. Yeah, you didn't analyze it, you just did. Yeah, you just did it, you just did it. But when you look back, you realize it's all part of your story. It is, right? It's all part of the the, journey. Up and up that, that much better, so... Um, didn't know what we were doing. And actually, Andrew asked this to me earlier. He was like, what was the change? Because over the subsequent four-year period, brought it up to the number one performing unit in the country um, from 300th yeah. out of, out right. of 350. Yeah, like, amazing. ran it into the ground and then brought it back up. And he asked, he said, you know, what was, what was the difference? So the mission of that program was to identify the future leaders of our firm mm-hmm. and to make sure, of course, that they're better off yeah. having met us than having not met us. But there's a small subtlety there. So what I found is that if I didn't think or if an intern or a full-time advisor didn't plan to stay there for a while, I just wrote them off because why would I spend my time with them? Right? Spend that, less that, time that, with that the underperformers. Yep, that was, my, that was my mindset. And you know, it was all about sales language and product placement and you know, 
sales metrics, right, is, is was sort of like the, the vibe of it. Sure. Um, so in, in year two, when I realized, well, that didn't work, um, simply switched the mission around, and it became the mission of this program is to make sure that you're better off having met us than having not met us. That's awesome. And then to identify the future leaders of our firm. But the mission is one thing, but you have to back that up with your action. So on Monday, rather than language role play, it was all about personal development. Because hmm. I wanted to make sure that they were better off having come into the program than having not come into the program. And when I would find out that this wasn't going to be a long-term play for them, I didn't write them off. I helped them find another job. Right? Mm -hmm. I helped them develop their skill set in other areas. I asked them what it is that they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. right? And I maintained those relationships. And those relationships, which we'll allude to in a little bit, is or are, I should say, still paying dividends today, even though they paid zero dividends then because they wow. didn't produce anything, which is why they wanted to leave. Right? Right? Um, so it was just that quick shift in mission. So that was a total of seven years, five years running that program. So you've met, I mean, you've maintained, uh, maybe we'll get into this later, but these people that didn't make it, you've met them again later. Oh, yeah, they're my, my boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, just like we do, sliding yep. each other's DMs and yep. hit each other up and, you know, build and maintain and deepen the relationship. And you can, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but you can add value from afar without exchanging your time to do so, hmm. right? You can maintain your relevance from afar and not exchange your time to do so. Hmm. And... So back in April of 2018 is when I started my company now, the Financial Advisors Alliance, which was basically like, hey, I kind of found my passion and I wanted to do this full time and I didn't want to be limited to one firm that I could impact, right? sure. that being Northwestern. Um, so I started the company with essentially no money. I was doing it from 7 to 7 and Ubering from 8 to 12 and digging holes on the weekends and just really? kind of making this work. Like, I didn't know you were digging holes on the weekends. That's oh, awesome, yeah. dude. Oh, that yeah. That is awesome. It was seven hundred fifty bucks for a hole, but I still dig an hole. Dude, I tell, man, sweep the floors if it pays. But enough. then, <laughs> but then you have friends, right? That yep. you know they have financial goals and they're free on weekends. So hey, I'll give you three fifty to dig a hole. Yeah, and then I make my four hundred. <laughs> so I was like, that, that's, that's like the kids a who business who get other right people there. to that's shovel a the driveway. Yeah. I get paid seven fifty. Hey, I'll, I'll pay you my nephews, sixteen years old. It was it was it was my my cousin and some friends who were. What holes were you digging? It you was just... for a uh, telecommunications company. They were doing you know some some gas lines as like a backup generator at the cell phone towers, and they just pay stupid money for that work. Mm. So you run on equipment. You're like running. Oh no, shovel and shoveling holes. Oh my gosh. Oh wow, yeah. Dude. So oh, how'd yeah. you get your first clients? Like um, you know, you, you obviously were trying to get the coaching thing off the ground. Yeah, so it so I I made a very very um, specific decision where at Northwestern I was making 50, 60, 70 phone calls a day. Yep. Um, some days 10, 20 or 30. <laughs> and um, I believed in the power of social media for business development purposes. And because I was willing to, you know, eat crap on the off hours with sure. the two things that I just shared, I had some financial run run room, excuse me, uh, to not have like a pressured sales. Like I wanted people to buy, mm. I didn't want to sell. So I literally, from the hours of like four or five in the morning for another hour or two, I would send out hundreds of LinkedIn connection requests to financial advisors until LinkedIn was like, hey, we're gonna put a pause on your account for a little bit. Um, and when you I would go do, dig some more holes. Yep, and go dig some more. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I got you know a few days now. 
Um, and then what I would do is I would invite them to a Facebook group okay. where I would post on a daily basis something of value. There was no selling at all, just something of value. So like we had things like Marketing Mondays and Tactical Tuesdays and mm -hmm. Weekly Wednesday Q&A and Impact Thursday and Masterclass Friday, Strategic Saturdays, and uh, Sunday Updates, right? So I could keep them posted of what we're working on. Um, since then, we've strayed away from that and we just do daily posts that aren't necessarily branded. Okay. But it was all about delivering value and people were super appreciative of that. And I built up a lot of relationship capital. And what would happen was I would... I've, what I found is that I would connect with someone on LinkedIn because it was extremely easy to type in financial advisor and get a list of them. Mm. Sure. And once they would connect, I then nurtured them through my content. And as you guys both see, just mm -hmm. like you guys, share yep. a lot of content. And it's in multiple different forms, so pictures with long tail captions and videos and um, you know articles or blogs, whatever you want to call them, so that you could appeal to different people's learning styles. And then I would find them on Facebook. I would find them on Instagram because that accomplished a couple different things. Number one is it allowed me to become omnipresent. They mm. logged on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I was there. Yeah. And that's the key to marketing these days. Yep, that's you gotta be key. omnipresent yep. because the, the, the result of that is it increases your relevance mm -hmm. and it brings people through the trust curve that much faster. And specifically with video because, and, and you both know this, but specifically with video, you're giving people an opportunity to get to know, like, and trust you from afar because they're seeing your face, they're hearing your voice, they're getting a feel for your mannerisms, they understand that you're a real person, mm -hmm. and they can tell whether or not you're being genuine or not. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're delivering value, 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 and then you go in for an ask where it's, hey, you know, we've been connected for some time, um, but we haven't had a chance to actually connect. It kind of defeats the purpose of LinkedIn, if you ask me. Right. Um, you know, why don't we hop on a quick intro call? Would love to hear about your initiatives rounding. Well, out you're this really year. all about it, video. I mean, even yeah. when sending over ideas for the podcast, you send over a Loom video yep. instead of what most people do. Most people a message, when I an when I get a first of all, I'm lazy and it's way easier than typing <laughs> an email. Like <laughs> I'm not an kidding. honest I get man that. as well. I'm not Great businessman, honest. <laughs> and it what I what what it accomplishes is what it just did when we met. Right. We hugged. Right. You know, we yep. didn't, you know, shake hands. We hugged. Right. And it gives people the opportunity to get to know, like, and trust you from afar. Mm. And what I find is I, I establish the initial connection a lot of times on LinkedIn. But because I'm friends with them on other platforms, it gives me more opportunities to engage with them. People tend to be more active with their posting on stories or actual posts on Facebook and Instagram. We can find similarities, mm. you know, whether it be sports teams or you know interests, locations, whatever. Yep. And you start off with a you know toss them a like here and there. You know, you comment on something, you find an article that you think is relevant, and you send it to them. Right? There's times where you know I've I've sent you relevant stuff where I'm right. like, hey, you really like this. Yep. Or you post something I'm like, dude, you know, fire post. Mm -hmm. And. Here we Sometimes are. Sometimes I do two fire emojis. Two fire. Fire, fire. That means it's really, really good. <laughs> um, but, th but that's how I started off. Was it, it, I gave myself enough financial run room through the other stuff yep. that I mentioned, so I could get people to buy David and the FAA, the Financial yep. Advisors Alliance, as opposed to me having to go and sell. Basically, social media and content distribution allowed me to prove myself and yep. to prove that like I know my stuff. And then people are attracted to that over time. Yep. No, I think you are, I want to point out to the audience, there is a key sales principle in what you're saying, which is this idea that when you're desperate, people can sense it 
and it really turns people off from wanting to buy from you or mm -hmm. wanting to use your stuff. And desperation usually comes from this force, mostly in, in small business, well, really any business comes from the need to make money mm -hmm. and the need to pay your bills. And I forget who we had on, I think it's Matt Holder that called it commission breath, yeah. yep. is, is uh, the guy who called it commission breath, but they smell it on you. <clears throat> and so your ability to where you went in and you just go, I just wanna be a value to these people and we're going to touch on some of the things you did, right? But uh, I want to be a value allowed you to start building a real relationship where there wasn't something asking in return. Ricky Carruth, these guys freaking blowing up in real estate right now as a free coach, blowing up. But he coaches his people that exact methodology mm -hmm. when they're calling for, for sale by owners. It is literally just, how can I help you? It is not. He talks about your goal is not to close a sale on the calls. And what's interesting about it is the freedom. Like I'm reading his testimonials from his agents and there's so many testimonials about how you freed me. You freed me from the mindset of when the Zillow lead comes in, I feel so like I got to close this deal. If I don't close this deal, then it's going to go with somebody else yeah. and all this stuff instead of just, Hey, I just want to help this How can person. I help? Yeah. yeah if I just but there's help also, if people don't give themselves another avenue of income, like I was, I was a financial advisor wearing a suit driving for Uber and mm. digging holes. Like there has, there's a certain, awesome. there's a certain layer of, you know, or there's a certain, um, you know, you got to be humble enough to do that while still, you know, be confident in what you're delivering during normal working hours. So if you're only an advisor or only in real estate and that's your only source of revenue, you can't help but have commission breath. And that's like early on in my career, transitioning slightly to some of the relationship stuff, you know, Northwestern, we started with putting together a list of 200 people that you know, which I think is awesome. I think the approach is terrible. Hmm. So I think that it should be more of an awareness approach and figuring out how you can help them. Hey, what are your goals? Yep. What are you trying to, oh, you wanna buy a house? Let me introduce you to a realtor. Yes. Oh, you wanna start a business? Oh, let me introduce you to whoever. Oh, you want a new job? I have a connection with this company over here. Not selling your products and services and understanding the, the, the idea of building relationship equity and relationship capital and doing so without the expectation of anything in return, fully knowing that over time, you will get something in return. And so what I had done early on in my career is I went and I was trying to shove product down people's throats and I either wanted to sell them something or have them introduce me to someone so right. I could sell them something. And it severed a lot of my family and friend relationships to the point where I've spent the last three or four years calling two people every single day just to check in and see how they're doing without an ask at the end whatsoever because I've needed to rebuild those relationships over time. Mm. That's how bad they got. That's so crazy, man. We heard this great tip and the name, I'm gonna hit myself, Jill? Uh, Jill Addison? Yes. Well, no, not Jill Addison. It was the other Jill for email marketing where she told us about asking questions. Oh, the ones, the last name that I, I butchered, yeah. yeah Fanslaw. Yeah. Uh, Fanslaw. Like, yeah. it was a fantastic, though, idea of how do you provide value for people? Well, what questions do they want answered? Like, and he, someone else did this. Eric, um, he was a great interview, Fang? too. Yeah, Eric Fang. He talked about, you know, an easy, easy way to provide value for your audience is if you're a financial advisor, like, don't give them what you think they want. Ask them what questions they would want answered um, in their life. What, like, what, what are the questions that they have? And so often we don't approach it from that aspect. And it's just an easy email to send out to your base. It's an easy post to mm -hmm. do, an easy thing to say, hey, if, you know, what questions do you guys have in regards to your expertise? And it helps build the trust. 
helps get you known. Most importantly, you're providing value because it's just all about them. But also be willing to add value outside of your expertise and Mm -hmm. what you're compensated on. So like a lot of the value that I try and provide to the audience is about personal development. It's about forming good habits, right? It's about following through with what you say you're gonna do, right? It's not about how to get referrals. And I share that content too, but people need, and when I work with advisors, uh, you know, with their content strategy, they're like, all right, what are the topics that I should discuss? Like the difference between the traditional and the Roth IRA, budgeting, you know, life insurance, whatever the scenario may be. I'm like, yes, but diversify your content because A, if they're not in the mindset of financial planning, they're going to tune you out. And B, it's hard enough to get their attention once, never mind a second time. You need to diversify your content just to stay relevant. They need to be back to the mission. They need to be better off having come across you. And maybe they're a future client of yours. Mm. You talk a lot about personal development. I'm just kind of picking up both with with where you worked before with some of the younger professionals, but then also yourself. And I don't want to take us too far off topic, but I just kind of want to know what are what are you doing for per, like what do you recommend for personal development? Is there a I've tried habits the, that you form? Yep, I've tried a number of things. Um, the one that's been the stickiest is in Andy Frisella from the MF CEO yep. Project. Um, Episode, that guy will get you motivated. Yep. Episode 107 about the power list. Okay. And I put my own spin on that power list, which basically it's five critical tasks that you do on a daily basis, and you don't switch them up unless you're 100% on them for at least a few weeks, okay. right? 21 days. So it's not a to-do list. It's not, you know, I got to, you know, reach out to this person. Right. It's, it's things that are 100% in your control that are repeatable. Yes. Now, I found in my career as an advisor, I... You know, there were times where I was making a bunch of money, but my personal life was in shambles. And it didn't matter how much money I made, I felt like crap that day. Or there were times when, like, personal life was awesome, but I had no money. So it's tough to have a good day when you have no money. (laughs) So, you know, you you just feel off kilter (laughs) if you're not operating on all cylinders at all times. So of the five things, I do two things on a daily basis that move me forward personally, as simple as... You know, when I first started off, it was waking up at 4.30 and going to the gym. So I was, you know, two off my list by, you know, 6.30, Mm -hmm. right? They don't need to be groundbreaking things. It could be eating healthy. It could be listening to a podcast, whatever. Two things that move your business forward on a daily basis. So whether it's, you know, asking for a certain amount of referrals, um, you know, a certain amount of outreaches. I say outreaches, not dials, because I think that you can reach out to people in multiple different ways, yeah. or maybe it's That's a certain amount of pieces of, of content that you produce on a daily basis. And then one thing that moves others forward, whether it's a random act of kindness, connecting two people for no financial gain for yourself, but just because you think they would enjoy each other and something would come of it, calling two people just to check in. And when people say, well, what do I do on the weekends if I'm not working? Get rid of the work stuff, add something on the personal, add something on the well, service right. of others, yeah. so that you have really a well-rounded good. day every single day. And what it does, is it allows you to create a winning environment for yourself because whether it's you know sports you know programs or companies we've all I'm sure been a part of you know winning and losing organizations right. and our confidence is higher when we're a part of a winning organization so create your own winning environment what if your organization has been winning and then goes to losing and then <laughs> I was win- thinking no, the you have family. to implement the power list <laughs> we've all been a part of that <laughs> too we've all been a part of that too but the it, roller coaster it creates momentum which ultimately allows you to cultivate your own internal motivation yeah. as opposed to 
you know, seeking it from outside sources. So right. like when you win your power list by 11 o'clock, everything else is icing on the cake and you're like, well, why would I slow down now? I have all this momentum behind me. That's so true. There's so much truth in psychology there. Like the more and more I'm reading on this mm -hmm. stuff and this Dr. Joe Dispenza guy and He's all great. this. Oh, it's amazing. And it's just the power of being in control like so much of our anxiety and everything that comes, it comes from just the feeling of being out of control, which comes from the, it's like almost like when you give in and don't go to the gym, it's so much easier to not go the next day mm -hmm. and the next day. And then all of a sudden you get into a spiral and it's just like a downward spiral to where all of a sudden you start going, you know, I suck, I'm no good. You start mm -hmm. telling yourself all mm -hmm. these thoughts, which then affects everything else you do in your life. It's really, really weird how the human mind just can do that yep. to you versus when you're on top, as simple as like, I'm gonna get out of bed, like today. I told But celebrating that. Yes. Cel like exactly. over celebrating yes. that. Yes, literally just like, I am going to get out of bed when my first alarm goes off. And I did it today and I was like, oh, Thank God, thank God yeah. that it's it. But what it, it made me feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Made me feel so much better about myself. And it's just amazing how that works psychologically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, we're talking about mindset now. I know we we're going to talk about relationships, but that was yeah. Really, it looks like really I don't want to talk stuff. about mindset anymore. I want to get yeah. I want to get I want to get granular. Things. No, let's talk about relationships. Let's get deep on relationships. We hear all the time. It's actually really affirmed for me. Our mission we in this say, world and yep. what we do in business, really, it's really affirmed this podcast over the past couple of years being able to do it because we hear top producer after top producer, coach after coach, business owner after business owner come on, and they all say that they all come back to the same thing. It's about relationships over transactions. To mm -hmm. summarize it, as Ricky Carruth would say, it's about providing value, not getting commission breath, all these things. But it's really hard to hear that high-level thing over and over again. And a lot of times we need help translating it down to what does that look like in practicality? I'd just be interested to hear from you, you know, as you've looked back on your couple years here, you've felt like it's paid off for you. What are some of the things you've just done yourself, mm -hmm. just in your life? It doesn't have to necessarily apply to everybody who's listening to this, but it can show how it worked for you and paid off in the end, and then we can get into maybe some tactical stuff. So there's... Two specific examples that are detailed. Don't let me forget the second one because the you know they're both yeah. very detailed. So two examples. Uh, one is when I was an advisor, and another one is in my consulting company now. <clears throat> so back probably my third year as an advisor out of my seven years total, there was a, a you know badass advisor who you know raised himself through the ranks in terms of marketplace. He started working with super affluent people, and he had a you know lower end client when you look at you know the people who he works with income wise up here and then him here great kid lower income and it wasn't quote worth that advisor's time gotcha. to service that person which you know on the surface makes sense so he was like hey david why don't you take this and run with it um, the financial opportunity from that and this has sort of two wins to it which is cool and it's totally outside the scope of like who I market to, which is funny too. <laughs> so uh, this person, um, he was in real estate and also a comedian. So basically it was his father's dream to be a comedian. His father passed away and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna fulfill this dream, right? It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's badass, he's, he's great too, Justin Hoff. Um, and so we helped, I helped him with basic budgeting, no compensation for that. And I sold him a very small disability policy 
basically made like okay. a few hundred bucks in commission. Okay. We became boys and went to his comedy shows. He introduced me to this girl, Jess, okay. who is a pharmacist at CVS. Okay. And she went to the Mass College of Pharmacy. Uh, Jess became a client within a 10-day period because she was flying out to California. That was about a $6,000 commission. Wow. And Jess gave me over 40 referrals to pharmacists from the Mass College of Pharmacy, and that resulted in me working in the pharmaceutical space for the rest of my career <sighs> and speaking at the Mass College, Mass College of Pharmacy uh, every semester for two and a half years. Wow. Come full circle, uh, Justin called me uh, two weeks ago just to check in. He's like, hey, I'm in a little bit of a rut. And I was like, hey, man, um, I know I could help you. And, he, and he's like full in comedian now, right? And he's out in LA, right, doing this thing. And he's like, and I'm like, you know, I know I can help you. I've had formal relationships with friends in the past where I did not charge them. And it just, it didn't work. It didn't work because mm -hmm. there, you have no skin in the game. <clears throat> so I'm not going to charge you my price here, but I'm still going to charge you right here. Mm -hmm. So if you're in, I'm in. And that was another nice little pop, mm. right? What's that? nine or eight years later, Jeez. seven years later. And it all started with helping him with budgeting and implementing a small disability policy. Yep. But you know, the idea with relationships and, and building them is it all starts generally, and I just gave you the, the specifics, but it all starts with actually giving a crap about the person who you're sitting across from. Yeah, that's a golden always be will Always be willing, like my interaction with him professionally was 35 minutes. Hmm. And that 35 minutes changed, changed the, the course life. of my career. Do you attribute that to, I mean, is that luck? Is it just a matter of I needed $300 like, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at is like, how, and you, how many, you say you do that once, uh, I guess you're doing one a day to help others. So is that literally like you're helping 365 people a no, year? Whatever 365 is times two. Whatever time, oh. Because two right. people a day. Oh, two people a day. All but right. it's also more than just that. It's, it's a mindset, meaning like it's a mindset of, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in this world to actually care about what, what, what this person needs. And that's a really hard mind. Like, did you wake up today to come into your work today and go, I'm here to care about what Ariel needs, what Andrea needs, what Eli needs, right? Like it's a it's a shift in mindset, right. and it's not none of us are evil or wrong not doing that. Right. It's just the reality is right. most of the time we wake up and we go, "What do I need? What do I need? Yeah, like what what do I need to what get my today? yeah? Mm -hmm. What am I doing today? How am I going to be successful? Right. How do I accomplish my goals versus the outward? And the reason why is because why? Because it's like if you think of it in nature, man, you got to eat. You gotta pay your bills. You gotta like, and so you're constantly trying to take care of yourself. Yeah, and it's almost like you're denying yourself to actually fulfill yourself long term in the end. It's it's a weird. Yeah. Make it making money is really really cool, but psychological income is what fires me up. Hmm. Like knowing that I would make the argument it's what fires almost everyone up. Yeah, I have not met yet. Knock on wood, because we, we have, have wood, wood in the studio Walmart. now. There you go. <laughs> now I could be wrong. I so that? any rich, rich person <laughs> that wants to call in and, and you know the lines talk, are open. The lines are open. I've not met, and I've met now a lot of multimillionaires um, over my career now here at Reminder Media. A lot of really rich people, and their money does not make them happy. Mm -hmm. Like that's the cliche, but it's it's wild. 
when you see it play out for real. You hear it. You hear it from your parents. You hear it from your grandparents. But, whew, it's weird when you actually see it. Hey, digital marketers. Want to know about something surprising you can do to step up your game? It's print. No, print is not dead. Airbnb, a tech company, created a print publication to reach people at newsstands and in magazine aisles. JCPenney discontinued their print catalogs, but then went back to them when their digital-only catalogs weren't driving sales. These companies, and so many others, know that print is a unique, tangible way to get the attention of customers. Find out more about how you can use print to grow your business by downloading our free ebook, Print Media, Your Secret Marketing Weapon, at ReminderMedia.com slash printmedia. That's ReminderMedia.com slash printmedia. Take action on this today. But to see a year's worth of connecting people and helping people and to see, like, so I, I market to, that's where I spend my marketing efforts, but I, I work with realtors, loan officers, accountants, now a comedian, right, loan officers, because they, cool. they, they'll, they'll come to me through social, right? So to know that I made an introduction to, you know, my boy who's also a client, who's an advisor, to my loan officer, client, and friend, to my accountant, email client and friend to my attorney client and friend. And now they have sort of a, a, a B&I sort of dream team to where they have their group and they all are sending business back together. And I'm the reason That's awesome. why they're having an additional impact on their lives and their clients' lives and their families' lives. That feels really good. Mm. That feels really good. And over time, it pays what do you think they do? Yeah, it pays dividends. They're like, oh, well, David helped me. How can I help David? I want to point out too that story you just told, and then we'll get into your second story. It was I forgot about the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a person you helped that referred you that you got an account off of, but then that referral turned into referrals. Like forty people don't think past when they hear referral business, industry, they right? think oh yeah, a referral. I get a referral from my client. They don't think referral of referral of referral of referral, and it is crazy what a client is worth to you. If you just think about it that way, like this is not just one referral. This is mm-hmm. a referral of a referral. of re- So one client I sell, David, he might refer me to Andrea, but Andrea might refer me to Josh, and Josh might refer me to Ariel. So my relationship with David was actually worth three referrals mm-hmm. already, and people don't tend to think about it that way in their and business. And that's just but in a two-year period, never mind a lifetime. Yeah, but they should. Yeah, yeah I forget what the stat is. I want to say it was like 11 to 15. You look up Ricky Cruz's stat of like one client – in real estate will be, if you nurture and build a relationship, will be worth like 11 to 15 transactions over the course of your relationship with them. Um, it, was, it was a crazy stat he put out. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But also, I put a stat on my Instagram the other day. Salespeople, and listen up, all my salespeople listen to this. Salespeople who actively seek referrals make four to five times more. Four to five times more. How do you actively seek referrals? It's not just about, Josh, do you have a referral for me? No, you actively seek referrals but by that's putting a, into but practice. But that's step one. But you have to do that. <laughs> but, but putting into practice what we're talking about here. If you don't base your foundation of your business off of this principle that you were talking about, yeah. you're not going to end up getting referrals when you <clears> ask. <throat> the concept of our magazine, this is what people don't understand when they're doing our magazine. A lot of times we have to coach them on it. The concept of the magazine is that you are giving value to a person and you're training them psychologically as they get the magazine every two weeks or every two weeks every two months as a gift it's just all about them it's about their enjoyment mm-hmm. their entertainment but you will use it as the tool to to train them that hey if you want to reciprocate 
back to me, you can reciprocate in the way of a referral. And we see, you know, 38% are getting referrals from doing that type of methodology. But it starts on this foundation of what you're talking about, which is it's about just, hey, how can I help you? How can I give you something that's a benefit to you with nothing in return? Quick sidebar on referrals, because yep. I think this is very tactical for any sales professional. In every single interaction that you have with someone, you can bring up referrals. I love that. You do it in one of three ways. Number one is you tee it up for next time. Hey, part of uh, you know expectations are that as you walk through your life, um, you're going to need a loan officer, you're going to need an advisor, you're going to need a whoever. I've spent a number of years developing those relationships. I would expect that you come and ask me for an introduction, mm. and I'm more than happy to do that. That's great. Okay, um, and I would expect that to be a bilateral relationship. There may be some times that you come across someone, or I see that you're connected with someone on LinkedIn or wherever, and I may ask you about them. Right? Is, is that cool? Right? And they say yes. So that's bringing it up. Number one is is teeing it up. Uh, number two is actually asking, and then number three is updating and thanking. Mm. That's the training. It's part. it's so frustrating to me when I give someone a referral, and I don't know what happened to it. Mm. Like I want to know, did you get in touch with them? Because if not, I will call them and make them talk to you. Mm. Um, did you sell them? Did you make? Did you impact their life? And you know, I don't Dude, do it for a thank you, but a, but but awesome. a thank you feels really good. Like you have to allow this to come full circle for them. Otherwise, they feel empty every time they give you an introduction because they have no idea what happens to it. Yeah. So in terms of referrals, tee it up, ask, update, and thank. Dude, that is great. That's a golden nugget right there. What if, <clears throat> what if no one? I don't know. Say like takes. You said, how can I help? Right. What if no one takes you up on? It doesn't on matter. Offer, it's the gesture. Yeah. It's the gesture. Is there anything that you do to kind of give them an idea of how you can help, though? Like, I'm thinking, I know because we've talked about it before, it's like, um, I can't remember who was on the podcast that said it, but they said, don't don't ask if I can help you. Let them know how you can help them and see if they respond. Like, so you can give them examples, yeah. like, I, like I just did in terms of buying a house or, you know, or, or needing a job or wanting a job or, you know, wanting a relationship for, sure. all, for all that. You know what I mean? And then you need to do a good job with your social listening. So when you see that they're seeking an opportunity on LinkedIn, point, yeah. when you see that they're you know, looking to move locations, mm -hmm. then you have to go and be proactive and say, hey, I saw this. Mm. I can introduce you to someone yeah. and I would love to make that introduction. Are you open? Like, you need to That's go out point. of your way to give referrals. Don't wait for them to ask for referrals. You know, we never really focused on the spin of giving referrals. Right. And I think that is a great tactic. Great. I, I'm surprised we've never really talked about that very much. We'll on talk the about this at dinner, but I gave yes. Andrew three badass referrals, and I'm <laughs> nice. expecting some in return. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, everybody listening, is our head of business development here, so that is an awesome sign. I love that. Yeah. Um, Here's, okay, let's get into the second, second story. story. Yeah. So, second story. Uh, I went to a high school, all boys Catholic school uh, in Danvers, St. John's Prep. It's it's like a brotherhood. It doesn't matter what year you are there, you help each other out when you run into each other in, okay. in, in the you know business world. <clears throat> so you know the, the gentleman uh, by the name of Pete played baseball with him. Uh, you know loose friends in high school. Um, you know didn't really uh, stay in a ton of contact through college. Went our separate ways, but always knew what each other was up to via social media. Sure. Uh, he is a wholesaler at John Hancock. Obviously, a wholesaler's audience is advisors. Right. So started to chat with him again and build the relationship, share him the vision of what I was building. And this was before I even started the company, just when I was thinking about it. 
And he's like, I love the idea, man. Like, let's continue the chat, continue the chat, continue the chat. And he's one of John Hancock's top wholesalers. So he has a lot of uh, uh, sway and, and, and sure. say within the organization. So his territory is out in Nebraska, and he organized an event uh, with about 70 advisors. About $6 billion in AUM was in the room. It was like a legit crew. And it was funny. Um, you know, he organized that talk. I was, I was the keynote. And, you know, in watching the raw video, A, it was a great learning experience for me for, you know, needing to improve on speaking, although it, it was still good, but, you know, it was a learning experience. Um, but I spent 2500 bucks to get there with flight, renting a car, you know, hotel, all that type of stuff. Um, 2500 bucks on the videographer hmm. to, you know, video everything and then splice everything up. So five grand all in. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get so many clients. It's going to rock. So this was back in, I think, We've February. <laughs> yeah, I think it was back in February. So obviously, like, I talked it up in advance. I was, you know, friends and family. I was like, oh, I'm going to Nebraska. There's going to be so many advisors there. Like, <laughs> I got a videographer, you know. And so as a result, everyone was like, oh, so how was it? How was it? I'm like, oh, it was great. Oh, it was great. Oh, it was great. You know, but, you know, nothing was coming of it. Sure. I met this gentleman, uh, Landon. Landon uh, works for an RIA out there, but he was a former Northwestern guy. And uh, Landon and I just connected well because he's like the man, first off. Uh, but second, we had that Northwestern background. Yeah. Now Landon had just built this big, beautiful house on a lake uh, in Nebraska, moved in, and shortly thereafter it flooded. He had to redo the whole first floor. So he had capital to be able to hire me, but bandwidth-wise, he wasn't going to be able to take it seriously, which I appreciated that transparency. Sure. And we said, let's work together in 2020. But throughout the interim, I maintained connection with him. Randomly, I would say, hey, man, it's been a while. Let's schedule some time together, toss him my calendar link. Yeah. And I'd spend an hour with him and just share ideas, share ideas, pro bono, share ideas, share ideas, share ideas, right? And finally, he was like, hey, you got to talk to this guy, Dan. Right? He made an introduction to Dan. And this was three months ago. So Dan's 44 years old right now. Uh, he has a psychology background. When he was 28, he sold his first business for like 10 million bucks. Jeez. Uh, he then got into consulting in the financial services industry. Um, and what he did was he interviewed a bunch of uh, consumers and a bunch of advisors to determine uh, from a psych psychology standpoint why people give or don't give referrals and why people ask or don't ask for referrals. Hmm. And he like speaks on the main stage of like you know TD Ameritrade and like companies of the like. That this is one of the introductions, by the way. Right, we got to get him on the and podcast, Dan. He, we're coming for you. He <laughs> is he's unbelievable. And so he also bought uh, an insurance brokerage company. Okay. And uh, within three years, uh, tripled their revenue, or, or excuse me, quadrupled their revenue. And they weren't a, a small shop. They're already doing multi millions of dollars, but that was simply based on his influence in the industry. Hmm. So as a result of spending $5,000 in Nebraska to doing pro bono work with Landon to getting introduced to Dan, um, three results are coming from it. Number one is Dan hired me as his consultant to help him with his marketing efforts, which based on everything I just shared with you is a huge win and ego boost for me yeah. that someone like that would, would hire, yeah. hire me. Um, number two is he has no interest in retainer relationships with his consulting business and speaking business, but him and I have similar methodology. So we're trying to work out a deal to where I can fulfill all that for him and wow. my team can fulfill all that for him. And this is the wildest thing. At the beginning of the year, I said, 
you know, based on the audience of advisors that, you know, I'm building and my, you know, background in the insurance space, I would love to have an insurance brokerage firm, like an FAA, you know, brokerage company, whatever it's going to be called. And come to find out with Dan, I can white label his services and hmm. leverage his team of 30 or 40 staff members to pump all the business through that. And that's going to be live in 2020. Man, that is And that's else. just focusing on giving a crap about people, spending time with someone that's mm -hmm. not compensating you to now changing the course of my And the key in point there would be you started the story like you want to earn what Landon, right? Yeah. Landon's business. But you just focused on providing value for Landon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you work with him yet or not work with him. Not you don't, formally you don't yet. Even We're yet, starting right? in 2020. But um, he refers you to this. And it's just that's how these things work. And I just want to point that out to everybody is that the problem with relationship marketing is it's not instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it is not normally the person you have the relationship with a lot of times doesn't end up being the person you do business with. First. But they end up right, but they end up connecting you to the business mm -hmm. uh, that you need. They end up, you know, putting you in a network of people that ends up getting you that business. And that's a hard thing for business owners, especially salespeople or sales driven businesses to stay the course on. And where I think people die, and I'm curious on your opinion on this, but I think where people die is because relationship marketing is a long-term game. It's inherently in the word relationship, it's gonna be a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. And most people, because they don't get instant gratification, they stop. And so they end up seeing no result. They would have been better off doing the cold, like just pound, 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 if you're not gonna stay the course on the relationship side. And it's just really, that's where people both. die. You have to do 100% have to feed the funnel. You need a you need to go after your easy singles and doubles, put your sales hat on for a little bit, but you need to recognize that every client or every person that you come across, whether they're a client or not, you're simply building equity in your network. Correct. And you don't know, like if, you, if you're you know, a, you know, a venture capitalist and you have a bunch of equity and a, you know, a bunch of different companies, you don't know which one's gonna pop, but one of them's gonna pop. What's what they say, Grant Cardone you know, says all the time, there's never, you never go backwards. Every person's like a lottery ticket. You always go forward. You don't know which one right. you're going to scratch and it's, and it's yep. going to, you know, change It goes life, from unknown to a no or a yes. And yeah. so it's a positive. You know where right. you stand. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's never a negative. Have you been able to incorporate this stuff like into your coaching model? Like, have you mm -hmm. figured out how to systematize it for others? It's... You do it so, so organically, So, so yes, but so. yes, it's... Um, it's difficult in the sense that they have me saying one thing to them and they have their firm saying another thing. Gotcha. So like a lot of firms have like activity metrics and points per yes. meeting and <clears throat> there's no point Those for, KPIs. hey, I had, a, I had a really good conversation. <laughs> well, what came, well, what came from it? Well, nothing, <laughs> nothing yet. yet. <laughs> you know, so, so, so yes. Um, so I help advisors, you know, when they market, they need to speak to a specific group of people. So sure. like for me, I speak to financial advisors. So they need to speak to business owners. They need to speak to doctors or dentists or engineers or salespeople. They, sure. they need to pick a particular person with their on, digital on strategy. LinkedIn, they're going out and finding these people. Yes, okay. because in, in person, right? Like my buddy who's a comedian. Well, I can work with a comedian. I'm not gonna change my LinkedIn profile to say I work with comedians. Right. My point is you can be malleable in your conversations with people. Right. You can't change your profile every time you get a new connection. Right. So when you're marketing yourself online, you, it, it's, it's beneficial to pick a particular niche mm -hmm. and then you need to be different and unique. So if everyone's sending you know, copy and paste spammy messages on LinkedIn, 
don't do that, right? Instead, use a service like Loom, right? Yeah, right. Do a personal video. Hey, yeah. Luke. Um, I know, uh, you know, in the text, you know, portion, it's, you know, hey, Luke, thanks for accepting the connection request. I know LinkedIn's been noisy lately. I shot this quick video for you as a means of introduction in the video. Hey, Luke, you know, I see that yeah, you've been really an advisor is. for seven years um, over at XYZ Firm. I actually do a ton of work over there. Um, you know, thanks so much for accepting the connection request. Um, I'm very big on building relationships and like, and tell them what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I'm very big on building relationships and being different and unique. I would love to hop on a quick 15 minute intro call learn more about your initiatives rounding out this year and heading into 2020 and see how we may be of service to one another at some point along the way. If you are open to it, below this video is a link to my calendar for a quick 15 minute call. Simply click on that, find a time that works for you. And I'll look forward to chatting with you then. If now is not the right time, no worries. My content's gonna nurture you over time. Hmm. Just tell them exactly what you're gonna do. So you need to be That's different on the front end. That's another great sales principle. You need to be, well, yeah. just yeah. tell, them what, you, tell set, them what to expect. Set the intention. Yeah, yep. set the intention. And then, so you got to be different on the front end. Yep. You nurture them along the way. You engage with them yep. on social. You find them on other platforms. And eventually, yep. they're yours. Because you know Sorry, the worst thing about the LinkedIn messages is you know they want to sell you something. Yeah. But they they know right. you, you know they want something from you, and they don't say that in the LinkedIn. No, it's, it's always like, you have 15 minutes to connect. Yes. No. It's like no. about what? It's like, about yes. what? So, so it's funny. I, whenever I get those, um, I'm, a, I'm a little snarky, but I end it nicely. I'm like, hey, like, like I got a message one time that was something along the lines of, um, hey, I got a quick question for you. Um, you know, when you get a chance, you know, message me. And I was like, hey, what's up? And then it was a copy and pasted you know, sales script. And I was like, how effective is this strategy for you? And they go, very effective. I go, I'm calling BS. Are you open to some feedback? And they said, yeah, what do you got? And then I actually gave them thoughtful feedback. I told them exactly what I just told you. And they were like, I actually really appreciate that. I thought you were being the jerk at first. And I was like, I was, yeah. to catch your attention. Yeah. <laughs> That's another great sales principle. <laughs> no. That's so good. So is this something, I guess, I, I'm asking almost for myself because like, I'm an introvert. You seem, I don't want to mislabel you, but you seem like an extrovert, right? You seem like someone who's naturally... In conversations like these, you put me in a room of 100 people. I'm, right. I need to be introduced. Like, you yeah. need to introduce me. But to you're also a super gotcha. creative guy. So is this something that can be learned? Is it just something that you've done organically? Do you have a checklist that you give people? Like, you're able to kind of yeah. spit out that script, spit out that video yeah. on the fly. Yep. How do you how do you learn or acquire the I've skills? I've done thousands of those videos. Right, you just and I tripped over the them. first handful. Um, but to be quite frank with everyone listening, people pay me to help them based on books I read and podcasts I listen to. Your your knowledge. I'm just doing the upfront heavy lifting, and I'm summarized. I'm, I'm the spark notes for them. Nice. So if they don't have a like, if I'm always willing to invest 15 minutes with someone, like. I just messaged back and forth with a, with a girl on LinkedIn who's thinking about getting in the financial services industry. I was like, here's my link. I'm happy to chat, right? And I'm going to say, hey, listen to this podcast, read this book, yep. right? Do this, do that. Oh, and by the way, I got a training course for you free of cost, which by the way, no one takes me up on that offer. And then they end up paying me for the information <laughs> that's in there. So go sign up for the course. That's uh, so nuts, It's man. It's insane. So my point is, is, is I've just learned it. So like the the... When I, got, when I got the confidence to actually start this business and leave what I had done for seven years is I read Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crushing It. Mm -hmm. I read his other three or four books within like <clears throat> two weeks. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm starting my business. And then I sold that for my first six to 12 months. And then as I've... What you learned in Gary Vee's books. That's it. And, yeah. and mm -hmm. that cost me $60 to get those books. Mm -hmm. And then 
you know, it, it created a multi six figure business in a year and a half. Yeah. Well, you sold that and your experience. Yeah, which and is I was who you are. Confident. Yep. And I, yep. you know, well, uh, you know, there's led a, with all the good information and then asked. Key point here. One of the hardest parts in the journey of real estate agents, financial advisors, call it the roller coaster. We see the meme all the time on Instagram where it's like the ups and downs. I'm going to make it. No, 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 I'm failed. I am mm -hmm. suck at this. I'm going to make it, right? And it's literally just they, like Stephen, my brother, talks about it all the time. He goes, one of the hardest things in the first year in the business was just having the confidence to tell people, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard thing to do. But that's what it is. Don't be ashamed of going, hey, I have read these books. I'm, you're paying me. Because I've read these books, I can summarize them for you. I, I think that is a great, great thing. And it builds great. trust. It makes me trust you more. And yeah, if you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. right. And, if you, need, and like, if you need a confidence boost to that, because I had a little bit of imposter syndrome, and, and one of my friends, and he'll know who it is if he listens to this, he was like, you know, no offense, but you know, what value do you add to a 52-year-old who's making a couple million dollars? Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't know, but I got a lot of them paying me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but in, in all in all honesty, when you um, if you're feeling that imposter syndrome, don't go out and sell stuff. Go and help people for free mm. and let them respond to you saying, "Wow, that's awesome." That might be one of that's that so might cool. be the best point of this whole podcast. I love that the imposter syndrome. We've all felt it. Mm -hmm. Go out and help people. I love that, dude. That is awesome. Go out and help people for free. It will build your confidence, build your credibility. Yeah, I love that. It's amazing. All right, so let's, I mean, we could go all day. I just realized I looked at the clock. Jeez, we got to wrap this up. But let me ask you this question because I'm curious what your, you know, advice would be is, you know, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Knowing what you know now, looking back on your journey, you're obviously successful now. What advice would you give younger David? Can I give two? No. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Of course you can. Uh, so number one is actually go out of your way to learn new stuff both in and out of your industry. Okay. If I read all the financial advisor marketing books, I'd be stuck in the 80s. Yeah. Mm, that's like, a great point. You know, go, go read other stuff. Go listen to other stuff and figure out how you can take those ideas from other industries that may be ahead of yours and bring them in and be that first person to bring it in. That's great. That would be number one. Number two is don't write people off. Always be open to having a 15-minute conversation because you never, ever, ever, ever know where that's going to go. And, I mean, I keep, and I'll show you my calendar, I keep 50, 60 appointments a week. I see your post and, on Instagram. Yep. It's insane. And I still invest 15 minutes with someone. And if I'm too busy one week, it's like, great, talk to me at 5 in the morning. Talk to mm -hmm. me at 8 o'clock at night. And those small gestures when they see that someone has their stuff together but is still willing to invest that time with them, that goes a very, 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 very long way. And six months, 18 months, five years from now, mm. that's going to come back to you. Mm. That's awesome, man. Awesome. That's amazing, man. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having thanks me. For I feel like you blew here. your first interview out of the water. Like, I think the second interview, you just blew it I out was, of the water. I was just started in business. That's what, what it was. What you were a young gun at that time. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, if, uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode or seen the YouTube video, go back, check that out. It's at staypaidpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can definitely feel, uh, and not, not to say anything about a year ago, but you could feel you were kind of saying, giving theories almost a year ago. Like, you're given experiences. 
now. It's You've amazing. Been through, and you guys are great hosts in bringing that to me in person. Yeah. So thank both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. In person <laughs> interviews are so much easier than, than these <laughs> Skype interviews. We got to do more of this. Yeah, yeah. Fly more. all of our yeah, guests. Fly them all in. <laughs> Ariel's giving us a thumbs up because she has to deal with the connection the, yeah, the issues. Mics. Oh man. Uh, before we close, let people know how they follow you, how to check you out on social media, what your website is. Yep. Uh, so website is uh, thefaa.co, so T-H-E-F-A-A dot C-O. Uh, Instagram at David underscore Decel, D-E-C-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. LinkedIn, David Decel. Facebook, David Decel. My name is the same on all those platforms. I like you snatching <laughs> up that three-letter domain there for the .co. Yeah. F-A-A.co. F-A-A.co. Yeah. Nice. So six-letter. But messed it up. It's all good. All right. It's all good. That's pretty good, though. And thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, to get all the resources and links we mentioned, I said it already, but go over to staypaidpodcast.com. We'll have show notes. We'll have all the links that David uh, talked about there. We won't mess them up and write FFA.co. We'll write the FAA.co in the show notes. While there, you can also find the videos for all of our episodes. And if you're interested in supporting the show, there are two ways that we ask you to do that. The first one, mm. head on over to iTunes. Give, the, uh, give this show five stars and leave a comment. That helps move us up the charts. We were at like number 50 on the iTunes charts for marketing podcasts. And here's the thing. Damn. We need reviews so more people can see it. That's what I mean, I'm we, we love the reviews that make us blush, well, it I mean, just, but, it, yeah, but it, it really helps the helps see it. the algorithm of people seeing it, whatever that magical stuff is happening in the background. So if you can get your friends and family to review it, the main purpose and reason is because we know more people will see it. Yeah. Um, so please do that for us. But the us. best way is to tell a friend about us and share on social media. Look, we talk about uh, building relationships today. You, you have a list of people that you want to you need to reach out and talk to, right? So what can you do? To what reiterate what we said earlier today, bring if, it home. If you don't want to feel as if you're selling someone, listen to this podcast, and if you truly get value from it, hit up one of your colleagues, hit up one of your referral partners, and just say, "Hey, I was thinking about you during this podcast. I think you'd really enjoy it." Love that. And. You're giving them value without asking for Josh anything. Josh is pulling out his money to give to you. <laughs> Don't have any cash in here. Uh-oh. Josh carries no cash. You got Venmo? No. <laughs> no, it's so good. Thank you. And if you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. Also, head over and check out Luke's Instagram. He's at Luke Acre. Yes. Check Making it out. Moves. I'll answer your questions, too. I've had a lot of clients and a lot of listeners yeah. reach out. I mean, I had somebody reach out just last week about where we get the data from for absentee owners um, and stuff. So any strategies, things you're trying to implement, you know, want to make sure you guys get the details that you need to actually take action because that's the reason why we're doing this podcast. Absolutely. For this episode, I'm Joshua Stike. This and is I'm David DeSalle. Yeah, David DeSalle and Luke Acri. And here's your action item. You know, I've never really looked at it from this spin, but I really love it, is the spin of what referrals can you give this week? I love that as an action item. Like, take after this podcast, ask yourself who in your sphere, who in your relationships can you give referrals to? And actively seek out giving them a referral this week. And I love that concept because you're giving and at the same time you're setting it up to where it's very easy for you to then go, hey, I would expect the same, right? And so, remember, Difference between a top producer and mediocre producer in every industry. I mean, we have worked in over 140 industries for Reminder Media alone. 140 different industries have used our products in every industry. It's over 160 in. now. Really? Just an update. See, yep. 160 
Comedians. Way behind the times. Okay, comedians. Do we have a comedian? Yeah. Your friend's going to be your but first comedian. I did write comedian. down Jeff's name, yeah. Difference is, <laughs> top producers take action, so take action on that today.